many a kid has accidentally sliced their fingers in the deli slicer. That's right. Yeah, that's why. Uh, that's that's why. That's why I don't have a ring finger. I've, I've never. I've never told that to you guys. But, uh, that's um, when I at my old job, um, when I worked at a golf course, they had a. Uh, they bought a deli slicer for their like cafeteria, and then they no one was using it really. So they, I there was a world where I could have bought it from them on the cheap, and I just couldn't like convince myself that I needed an industrial sized deli slicer. That is like, yeah, always storage space. With that would be a real. Uh, it would, I'm sure. That is certainly like on the list of like luxuries. I think about. Yeah. Like, I bet real it would rich be guy cool shit. Deli yeah. Well, yeah, but like... then it's like, well, I guess I have to buy. You know, immediately I'll say, "Can I get a pound or a SPF?" He'd be like, "Let me get one of those 15 pound cubes, <laughs> right?" And then I'll start cutting. It right. Myself. And like, how long are those good for? Like, how long? Like, how well, fast think, do you have to go through? Those? I think you would be buying like. Uh, roasts and roasting Sure, making my own. Yeah, I guess that makes more sense. It's just... I mean, it's like before this, all I knew about deli slicers is just like, they're really dangerous. They, mm-hmm. People lose fingers there all the time. Yeah, they've, I think, got, they've got guards. Yeah, I feel like they have to say it's a real, like, jackass says don't try this at home because the idiots will try it. Like, mandolins deli slicers they are Uh dangerous but if you know what you're doing just like don't cut yourself like they have guards there's the blade keep your digits away from exactly you're on the side in that vein and then i can start but this is some information i've recently learned that i think is important so if you buy like a hot sauce or some other type of condiment Mm -hmm. uh that is uh, just sitting on the shelf. It's not in a refrigerator counter right. at the grocery store. It will often say refrigerate after opening. Right. The reason is not that you have it, that like it stops being shelf stable. Right. Once you open it, it's that people will like shake it right next to their food and get little bits of food in the thing, and then it's not shelf stable. So they have to say put it in the refrigerator so they don't get sued. But if you are being careful with your condiments, you largely do not have to put them in the refrigerator. Oh, sure. Welcome to Can I Kick It? This is a podcast about film festivals. My name is Jesse Catherine Weber, and I'm joined by... Andy Gramuga. Colin Ashley. <laughs> Emilio Diaz. <laughs> We're very NPR today. Uh-huh. Well, this is our, uh, I guess, our second episode on the 2023 Cannes Film Festival. Emilio... Yeah is back from Has Europe. Safely returned, crossed an ocean once yeah. again. Mm-hmm. You know, Spent my body seven hours is, in Newark. You might argue my soul is still there at the croissant. Mm. 
Uh, and of course, the uh, the festival has ended. It is no longer in progress. We've got That's awards. Right. We've got all the movies that hadn't premiered last week. They have premiered. Uh, some of us have seen some more stuff. But I think we do There's... just want to start with awards. Uh, was anyone like watching? Do we want to go through the I... order that they gave them? Uh, I I was I had it on at work, so I was like sure. not giving it my full attention. Also, uh-huh. the live stream is like in French, and like anytime uh-huh. anyone starts talking in English, someone in French starts talking on top yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you, can... you're not getting a ton. <laughs> yeah, I can guess based on how they usually go and what I remember. Sure. I mean, I think I posted the winners in our group DM, That's roughly true. in the order that yeah, they were announced. I can but scroll like... up and just see. Um. Yeah, I, I, I have the order in which they were. Okay. Yeah, same. Okay. So, I, I mean, I can just say that I do remember that the first award announced was the Camera d'Or, if I'm correct. Yes. Uh, and so that is a movie that I have seen and that you can read my review of, uh, which is Inside the Yellow Cocoon Shell uh, by Pham Tian An. <laughs> Uh, obviously a first-time filmmaker because it, that's what the camera door is. Uh, and I think it is really strong. Uh, it is. It was a particularly, even for a three-hour movie, I think a particularly uh, tough movie to watch at home on a screener because it is pretty dependent on, like, the beauty of the shots and the vastness of the vistas. Uh, and so I I wonder if I would have responded to it even more strongly if I had, like, get, you know, I, I pretty much watched it through. Uh, but if I had, like, fully given myself over to it in a theater. Uh, but even with that, I, I like it quite a bit. Uh, it is certainly, like, the people who have been mentioned all make sense, like Fierce Ethical, Be Gone. I certainly see all, uh, Siming Long, I think also. I see all of those, uh, comparison points. I think Be Gone is probably the most salient, uh, in like the way that they employ long shots, uh, Cocoon Shell is not doing the, like, part of the movie is a really long shot and part of it is slightly shorter shots. It is just mostly very long shots and does have a sort of centerpiece that feels uh, very much like that uh, Kylie Blue's long shot where, like, you're following a motorcycle or going across the street. I do... The end of that shot has a sort of like, oh, you think you figured out all of the tricks that are up my sleeve, and here's one more thing that you didn't think was going to happen uh, that's really cool. Uh, but yeah, it is, uh, you know, and the, the premise is that it's about uh, a guy whose sister-in-law dies in a motorcycle accident her son, his nephew, survives, uh, and so he is trying to figure out what he's going to do with his nephew, trying to find uh, his brother, who just sort of 
disappeared, not necessarily mysteriously, but just, like, left and no one knows what he's up to. Uh, and so, yeah, it, I, it never, it never felt long to me. I don't think the length is what I struggled with, uh, with seeing it at home. Uh, but yeah, it is, it's a very, like, large movie visually. Uh, so if you are at a festival where it's playing, I would recommend checking it out even more so than just, like, finding it when it comes out digitally. Uh, and you can read some slightly more detailed thoughts, uh, in in review online, uh, all right. Do we want to move on to the competition movies? Yes. Let's do it. Yeah. Um. And I will say, like, it is. I feel like I said this last year, maybe. The like the aesthetics of the Can Awards ceremony are so yeah. fucking weird. It's where funny. like there's like a weird background that I kind of enjoy. Like like <laughs> that was like it was like a weird digital projection of like a city. Like it looked like the last week tonight set or something. <laughs> um. And then, like, of course, like, there's, like, a host who will bring out a famous person to, like, talk about the category, and then they'll throw it to the jury yeah. to announce who the winner is. So, the, yeah. uh, the like, the actual famous presenter basically serves no real purpose there, yeah. like, to, like, and, like, they don't uh, say the name, they don't, like, hand anyone the statue or anything, they just sort of monologue for a bit, and then they're like, all right, Ruben, what do you got? And then Ruben will say, like, <laughs> who's who's going to yeah. announce the winner of, of the category? Um, it's a funny thing. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, they, so the first, uh, thing they announced was, was best, best actor. actor. Best yeah. actor. Yeah. Uh, which went right. to, uh, the lead from the Vim Vendors film. Uh, Koji Yakusho. Thank you. Uh, which, Vim Vendors is back. That's one of the movies that had not premiered uh last week when we talked and uh everyone just likes it uh for the first time in like 40 years uh yeah, yeah. I, th I briefly talked to a friend of the podcast bill gabiri at can right after he had watched well not right after he had watched it he had watched it in the morning and then he decided to miss the rest of the day of the film because he wanted to write. He wanted to instantly write and post about the Vin Vendors movie. And I guess the pitch he sort of gave me for it is like it's a little Patterson. It's like what if Patterson had less stuff going on? What if it was truly just like a guy living his life, and you mm -hmm. sort of found the beauty in that sort of a thing? Well, hey, sure. Perfect uh, days is what it's called. That yes. we didn't say. Perfect yeah. days. Uh, it's the toilet movie. It is the toilet movie. That's right. It'll right, make you want to just quit your job and move to Tokyo and clean toilets. Mm -hmm. No, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Listen, um, keep it, keep it I'm open. open. <laughs> yeah, you right. Colin, me, yeah, Colin's life is in a place where that's there. something he's strongly considering. Yeah. <laughs> Call me Tokyo. I'll be there. <laughs> They gotta come to you. They have to like come out with the offer of like, <laughs> we got a lot of toilets over here. Um, They're the first one to get me out of retirement, Andy. Oh, is it a retirement that you're in? Okay. 
Like, call him the Tom Brady style free agent right now. <laughs> People have to call him up. People have to present him with a good offer, and then he'll, he'll leave the couch. And I'm not eating any nightshades. <laughs> That's a good Tom Brady joke. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> We should do that more often. We should let everyone know what the joke is. If it's good or bad, <laughs> let's label it for history. You know, that's a good Tom Brady joke. <laughs> um, next prize, best actress. Yes. Uh, Nuri Bilga Jalon's About Dry Grasses, Merv Dizdar. Yes. Uh,. Everything I heard about this movie is uh, New Basil Ceylon did it again. Yeah. He made another <laughs> good one. People thought that long. he was going to get something bigger. Because it was yeah. like, you know, you get the news of who's coming back, who's right. whatever. And people and were also like, oh, Sandra Huller. Well, yeah. I mean, tapped to. We'll talk about. Yeah. Right. I mean, obviously, she's going to come up later. But right. like. I mean, there it, were there were several actresses from movies there, I know. Huller was obviously there. Uh, Sakura Ando from Monster was there as well. Um, Binoche. Uh, right, yes. Uh, or was Alicia Binoche Vikander, there? maybe? I think everyone except for Binoche from that movie was there. Is maybe. What I heard. Um, but yeah, uh, anything else to say about this one? Or... No, I know. Uh, I'm excited to watch it. Does anybody yeah. have it? No. No. I, who did the, who did who the last one? Who defiled Pear Tree? Right. That was, I was trying to remember. Was it Kino Lorber, maybe? That right. Makes remember, sense, I watched it on but, Canopy, so it ensures one of those like niche ones. That's what you I mean, it so. certainly wasn't a big one. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, think, I, uh, I saw it at the film forum, so it's like, who would have. Might be yeah. I'm looking it up. And if we didn't say, um, Neon has uh, perfect days. The, the oh. oh, I actually okay. didn't know that. No, that's, yeah. a, that's actually I... good. I'm excited. So yeah, yeah, maybe it'll get. Maybe it'll get. Did pushed. they pick it up before the festival um, or after the awards? I don't do we think know so. That movie, like, I don't think people knew that much about that movie until it got. Yeah, I think it, yeah. this was this was May twenty fifth that uh, Neon. Uh, okay, so it was towards the end of the festival, uh, but before the awards, I think. Yeah. Yes. Before the awards, the awards. The so they were just shorting things up, making sure that. No matter what, they could get the palm winner. <laughs> uh, the Cinema Guild released the Wild. Sure, Party. okay, that so makes sense. Certainly, yeah. certainly could be them again. They've got a full slate, but presumably have have been leaving room for canned stuff as well. I, I, yeah, if I Hong Sang Soo stops making movie, they'll right. have. Right, I mean, they yeah. did, I believe, pick that movie up before it premiered. Uh, why they waited until the festival had started? It's yeah. why, yeah. Why aren't they just straight up financing the movies at this point? Like, why aren't they like just they like that kind of? Dope. I mean, I guess, yeah. but like, yeah. What's, what's the whole song and dance here? <laughs> um, best screenplay went to. Oh, uh, the next was the jury prize, I believe. Oh, is that true? Yes. I'm looking at a different list then. Sure. I'm just follow. I'm I'm reading along in 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 my posts from the day in our group. Sure. DM. Great. So, 
uh, which is uh, Aki Karazmaki won uh, uh-huh. the jury prize. Which another uh, maybe little bit of an upset. I think people thought he might win something bigger. I believe Emilio proclaimed um, that he was going to win the Palme d'Or. Uh, and I, I kind of thought that seemed moderately likely as well. Uh, you know, you've got the Nord on the uh, as the jury president. Uh, Would have made some sense. And was perhaps the most acclaimed film of the festival, though I'd you know, not necessarily substantially ahead of the movies that won the Palme d'Or and Grand Prix. Uh, but yeah, nice to see yeah. Aki win something. I uh, will check this movie out. He, probably he wasn't there, or... right? I think he didn't show I don't up, think so. so. I've heard that he uh, both pretends not to care about awards and then also gets kind of pissy about them. Uh, so maybe it was just like a, classic a relatable king. <laughs> maybe we'll finally yeah. do a 2006 can again and talk about Karazmaki. Sure, yeah, that's yeah. one of the few semi-attractive ones left. Right, we can yeah. probably find someone who wants to talk about that. Uh, we almost yeah. booked a crazy guest to do that. Dude, I don't remember this. We can talk about it after. Yeah. Oh shit! It was Sean Penn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was too crazy. No one could ever possibly <laughs> guess. Yeah, yeah. It is like, I think the top three that people have to win the Palm are like Fallen Leaves, and then the two movies that won the Palm d'Or and Grand Prix. So it's just like one yeah. of them has to fall here. It's just like where they ended up. So it isn't. Right. It right. it isn't that crazy, but it was. It is like it know, was really like over. We didn't haven't said this. Like overall, people seem like pretty chill with how the awards shook out, and they yes. were like around what people expected. Yes, like there was, wasn't like any yeah. huge shockers. Like I it was a very like true. by the books, uh, sort of uh, where like the, the the like like we're saying like the best like the the, the most well liked three movies won the the three overall prizes, etc. Like yes, yeah. and um, I also think that uh, it was generally a very well-received festival with lots of well-received movies but like that was the case in 2016 and the jury fucked that up so this year you know it would have taken some doing to fuck it up but it was doable and they didn't yeah um and then yeah i i i was mistaken screenplay did get announced before jury i'm I'm skipped over it because i there's a john john um john c Riley came out to announce it and he like did a of bit course. where he um, didn't talk for a little while to make a point about how important writers were, um, oh, okay. that sort of thing. Uh, Quentin Tarantino did not look very amused by that bit in the audience, I will say. Um, but um, uh, but yeah, the the screenplay was. Does went Quentin to... Tarantino ever look amused? And you think that's a bit, Andy? What? Do you, what? <laughs> you don't think that's We're all solidarity? <laughs> it was a bit to make a point. Like, it's, you know, it's, it's, you're trying yeah. to light Quentin Tarantino up. It, it, he's it, famously it, not a member of the Writers Guild. Okay, <laughs> like he's got his own stuff with all that. But um, uh, anyway, but it went to Hirokazu Koreeda for yes, Monster. Monster one. And he also won the Queer Palm. Yes, that's right. right. Or the film also won. Excuse me. Yeah. I- I, I mean, I believe yeah, he uh, did not win the screenplay yeah, award. Win, someone win. else yeah. had written the screenplay. Oh, he did not. Oh, someone else wrote it, of yeah. course. Yuji yeah. Sakamoto is the name Excuse of me. the screenwriter. Mm-hmm. 
He does have the energy of the person of a person who writes his no, own no, movies. No, 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 but I, I messed I up. He is not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's like a Scorsese where he does it every once in a while, or he just uh, doesn't do it and it feels like he does. Uh, um, but yeah, this this is probably of the movies that won something the one I felt like I had heard the most mixed things about, but. It has its fans, I think, even more so than Broker did last year, which still won an award. Sure. Uh, so it wasn't, like, a surprise to see it win something. Let's see how, uh, you know, maybe people will actually talk about this one this year. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. There was a little bit of talk about Broker. Right? More so than Truth or whatever. Like, I guess well, on sure, that scale. That, uh, but, yeah, like, by that. Uh... <laughs> By that metric. Um, uh, next prize was Best Director. And it uh, went to Tarana and Hung for The Pot of Foo. A fave of Emilio's. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, Which I, maybe was a bit... Of, I mean, people who knew that uh, they uh, they were coming back and they, uh, they had talked about... You know, there was a lot of talk of, like, Majamel maybe... Yeah, um, I mean, I, I w- once that movie premiered, I was like, oh, this feels like it's winning something. Uh, I, yeah. I feel like had there been someone with a slightly different temperament uh, as the president of the jury, this might have been the thing I would have been going to of like, oh, that feels like a palm winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. It is like, it is, it is in a lot of ways... A, like an exercise in discipline so i can see like shouting out the director for that because mm-hmm. it is it has like a very specific thing it is doing and it's committing to it so th- that is the place to shout it out whereas like maybe you don't or you aren't stirred by the overall movie because it is so like humble in the ways it, it is presenting its story but you giving it the shout for just like commitment to your vision, I, I can mm-hmm. see why you would give it best director. It's also very good. Yeah, yeah. you wrote a review of it. Yes, I did write a review. Of, I don't know if I said it last week. I wrote a review of it. It's on. I think you have it. Yeah, yeah. It's at in review online. People yeah. should check it out. We'll we'll link it. Um, and yeah, that one that award it was Pete Doctor was the presenter, and at first, Ruben fucked up and was like. The Grand Prix will be announced by, and then like he had to be corrected that it was he had to call on the juror to announce Best Director instead of the Grand Prix, mm. um, Interesting. which was funny. Um, all right, the Prix was next. Yeah, the Grand Prix. Yes, the Grand Prix went to Jonathan Glazer's Zone of Interest. Yeah, which people thought was going to win the Palm. Yeah, right. I um, I never really that never yeah, felt either. right to me. It was like in the like, oh, my this reasoning feels like a palm winner too much to actually win. My reasoning was maybe unfounded, but it just the vibes weren't right. Um, in what yeah. sense? I mean, it just is. I mean, it was like it just didn't feel right. Like uh, you know, you feel these things in your bones, Andy. Yeah, and it's like zone of interest wins the palm door. It's like no, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, thought director, but I mean pre. I mean it, it makes sense. Yeah, I knew it was gonna yes. get something, but it just yeah. didn't feel right. Yep. Um, this is the one. Which that... I, you know, yeah. I'm a, I'm a. I, we didn't really. 
I guess we didn't talk a ton about it last week. Maybe we mentioned it slightly because, I mean, obviously we haven't seen it. But uh, right. I am a mild Glazer fan. I really love Sexy Beast and Birth um, and a yeah. mixed negative on Under the Skin. But I'm interested yeah. in this and especially the sort of, uh, you know, what I've heard about, like, the sort of fixed camera points and all this uh, is very interesting to me. I'm very interested to see how it all shakes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I haven't seen Sexy Beast, and then I like Birth and don't really like Under the Skin. And I'm trying to keep an open mind about this, but... I, I, I have... Um, I like Cooler. Yeah. Yeah. I've only seen Under the Skin, which I thought was... Uh, fine, if a little overhyped. But although I did find, like the, the level that that movie crossed over, into more mainstream audiences, I thought was kind of interesting. Well, I mean, um, it had the celebrity aspect of it all. Sure. Yeah. Right. But like, I just like there was a lot of like, non-filmy people like posting on Facebook, like go see this movie without knowing anything about it. <laughs> it was certainly like, like an early like, oh, A twenty four really has something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So true. <laughs> They've got their finger on the pulse. <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna be able to do that with Zone of Interest. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean they didn't really do anything with Under the Skin. It's not like you can get like merch. <laughs> No, I I just mean like I don't know. <coughs> oh, I'm, drum I'm up just... sort of a sub- sure. Yeah. yeah, I see what you mean. Right, people aren't going to be like raving, like telling their friends, like you like, gotta see. You this have movie. to it's see not like anything you've ever seen I kind of feel like they will. <laughs> well, it'll, but it'll be more like it's, it's important that you see this movie, and not like you gotta see this movie. Like you know, that's. I feel of, like it's gonna yeah. be like this year's tar. Sure. It's gonna be in that sense. I mean, it doesn't well, sound if very were, funny. If, if you want to talk about this wow. year's star, you should talk about the next movie. Oh, well, okay, interesting. And the Palm Door, which was my prediction, the only one I got right out of my predictions. Um, hey, you made it where it counts. No, of exactly. course, none of us, none of our official predictions on this show no. paid off. No, do, um, do we have those? I know. Did me and Cullen had both predicted La Chimera, which we'll get yeah. to in a moment. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, the poem went to uh, Justine Triet's uh, Anatomy of a Fall. Yeah. Which, which I was excited all, for everyone was until like, cool. 30 <laughs> seconds ago when I said it was this year's tar. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I think it's better. But, uh, sure. I mean, uh, it, it, another it just, neon win. Four in a row. Yeah, the I mean, turkey plus. Yeah, the, tur- <laughs> the turkey plus. If What's the plus what... there? <laughs> well, well turkey is three in a row, and so it's plus one. <laughs> sure. I thought there was a uh, term for that, but I don't, I'm, we don't need to get into bowling terms. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did see this film. Of course. It was my, the last film I saw at the festival, which uh, I like to think I was a good luck charm for it. Mm-hmm. Right. You uh, were con- yeah. Yeah, I was convinced that Zone of Interest or Fallen Leaves were going to win because I had to miss both of those. Uh, instead, uh, everything came up my way. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. It's uh, it's mostly about this court case. It's like uh, the husband of this this uh, novelist. Well, like writer generally. She does some nonfiction too, I guess. Uh, dies in an accident quote-unquote, at a ski slope, and then she is put on trial because mm-hmm. of all of the 
things they find have gone on through their relationship. And the reason I compare it, there, there are two main reasons I'll, I said it, it is this year's star that I, I to maybe reassuade Jesse's concerns. First of all, Sandra Huller gives a very like, uh-huh. Sort of locked down serious performance, but in a way that like there is some funniness in it and there is some like mm-hmm. very interesting things communicated within that performance. Uh she's great in it. She a lot of the movie relies on her to be sort of like a a, a very serious dick. Uh and in the, the other point of comparison is, is like I guess within her is a, it's an interesting movie about a female abuser, I guess is what I'll say. Like it mm-hmm. is, it is sort of an interesting exploration of just like, what if a f- woman could have that sort of, the sort of power that could uh, destroy a relationship and put people within their grasp and like uh, make, sort of make you think about how relationships should work and, if they should work at all it, it is like a very it is like a very interesting depiction of that sort of thing that i do i think where i like it more than tar is that i think it has very interesting things to show and say about gender and how, like mm-hmm. where like how those dynamics work out when they're sort of reversed to a certain extent and how people can sort of benefit and suffer from those sorts of things and very fascinating ways. Yeah. It's funny given that that uh Justine Trier co wrote it with her husband. That is I did not know that. That is very yeah. funny. Who is also uh a director. He uh had um Onoda, uh Ten Thousand Nights in the Jungle in Uncertain Regard a couple of years ago, Arthur Harari. Uh yeah. And we, we should uh, say clearly that Sandra Huller is also uh, in Zone of Interest, so she was in the mm-hmm. top two award winners this That's year. That's right. Uh, Good year for her. Yeah, I'm certainly not aware of that having happened. It's possible that it has that, like, Jean-Pierre Layot or someone like that. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, pair, you know. Yeah. Triette's yes. now the third woman to win the Palme d'Or. Yes. Yeah. The second, of course, being Julia Ducournau, who was on the jury. Uh-huh. Uh, of, yeah, two years um, ago, also yeah. part of the Neon Streak. There was one of the movies that won the, like, not called the Palme d'Or, and also it went to, like, eight different movies the first mm-hmm. year was co-directed by a woman. Sure. But I, I did see that pointed out, which I don't even remember having seen it pointed out when Duke or no one, but it's uh, I think that's a different thing. Yeah, uh, yeah that's a different thing. Uh, also, know, worth worth remembering, but not worth correcting uh, third woman to win the palm. Yeah. And second to uh, win it solely. Uh, um, I guess another thing I'll say, like, just to like wrap up the target comparison, is that I do think it is a it is mostly a courtroom drama there are some elements of other like domestic drama stuff in that like not to say that this is like necessarily a good quality for it to have but it is a very accessible movie i think it'll make its way to america and Mm -hmm. people will just watch it because it is just like if you like a courtroom drama right it's like 50 percent in english maybe a little more in english 
It's like uh, people. It, it it is a very just like normal watchable movie right. for it. Yeah. I've heard it's gonna be like right. It's gonna be like right on the edge of if it can qualify for the. For the um, oh, for a foreign yeah, language. Yeah, which might not matter because there's always a ton of stuff that France is choosing between anyway. Um, four in a row in bowling yeah. is either a four bagger uh, or a ham bone, which I really like. So congrats <laughs> the to Neon on their ham bone. <laughs> I will, um, I saw people saying like, oh, why are you celebrating Neon? They're just a distributor. They didn't have to do anything, anything to do with making the movies. And I'm like, I don't really see anyone celebrating Neon. No, it just it's just is, like, wow, they uh, did it. <laughs> right. It's, it's, if anything, just like an interesting thing that yeah they have like figured out how to move into that zone and like it's not four in a row is entirely unprecedented and i think the most any american distributor has at least in like years of that being tracked is five so they are close to that and there's several but like there are like the years before neon were also like Magnolia won it twice in a row. IFC, IFC before that won it three and four years. It is like, it's not a super hard zone to move into. Right. And like, you, the right. first two of those neon movies were also financed by them, which that is a little bit more unique. The fact that they then went in and bought the next two is if we're going to say it's impressive, it's a little less impressive. Right. It's like, yeah, of course they can figure out how to do that. Like who else, who else wants them? Yeah. Um, these movies don't make money. Sure. sure yeah. It's not like, I guess yeah. triangle of sadness probably was a little windfall for them. And parasite was a huge one. But... Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, like no one. Yeah. Titan didn't like make waves. Really. Yeah. No. Uh, the, Jane Fonda was the the, mm-hmm. the celebrity presenter for this one, and she. I wonder if they had tipped her off because she came out and she talked a lot about women directors and like mm-hmm. the importance of like recognizing Sounds them more like and more. It. And she like she sure. like personally thanked Terry for Mo for like featuring more women direct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> no, Jane. Um, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> but uh, did did we all see the little video of uh, Trier did not take the scroll that they give you with her and Jane Fonda kind of tried to get her attention and then threw it at her. <laughs> no, I did not see that. <laughs> and it just, like, hit her I've heard about it. I don't think I away. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good Well, and, and wait, the other thing is like when they announced it, uh Fonda's like the cut to F- Fonda's face, she was like like she like really did look at like excited and like like in <laughs> awe. Maybe I mean she famously also she announced the parasite win at the Oscars I think. Mm. Um, so she's like good at the like. Sure. We're we're making history here. Uh, uh-huh. sort of sort of awards uh-huh. presentation. Yeah. I, think. I guess I sure. believe the, the only answer we didn't say is that I think Roger Corman gave out the grand prize. I think right. Oh, uh, yes. uh, Tarantino right. brought him out. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, sure. Uh yes um and so uh and and it was nice they he, he had like a they on the wall behind the jury was like all all Corman posters were like scrolling in a graphic behind him and Tarantino was like take a look over there and like it was like but uh, Roger Roger Corman is old he's uh-huh. it's crazy how so he has outlived so many of his protege <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I do. Uh, I, it's not, I didn't, you know, I didn't see the speech, and people in the States who were watching the speech wouldn't have understood it, but it sounds like uh, Justine Trier's speech has made some waves for her comments on current events in France. Right, I remember uh, there was... Seems yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, it seems like there was some concern in advance of the festival about maybe it would uh, be a distraction, and I, for the most part, don't get the impression that that happened. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, somewhat of a thing, is my impression. Um, I didn't watch the press conference of the jury afterwards, uh-huh. but I did hear it was like cut surprisingly short. Yeah. I think it uh, felt short. I'm not Ruben sure. Ruben doesn't want to talk about it. Right? Is what yeah. it sounds like. Um, yeah. And like they were, you know, his jury was on the same page too. Yeah, they're all like, we weren't influenced by the press, and that's that. <laughs> but then they were like, but we were influenced by the audience reaction. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, he, right. He did say like, yeah, that I felt the audience reaction, and that was like part of the reason that I had to give the palm to. Which is interesting. I mean, I guess, like, that's probably how he got the palm, too, was, like, the, yes. that that movie yeah. with Triangle Sadness had, like, a hot crowd and, like, uh-huh. you know, with the jury president. I mean, it is funny that they say we weren't influenced by the press when they gave awards to most of the best-reviewed movies. Like, there are juries that it would make sense to say that for. They kind of, they were pretty in line with uh yeah. It might just, I guess it might just, like, with the Inyarito thing of just, like, if the director's mid, they might have good taste. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, yeah, go back to... Or if the director's a king, like Ruben Oslin, <laughs> who only makes great movies. <laughs> uh-huh. Put us on that plane, Ruben. Come on. We're waiting. We're waiting to go up on that plane yeah, with you. None of us are good at directing films. <laughs> It, it, it's it's a directly it's like inversely proportional, mm-hmm. right? Um. Okay. Yeah. Do I guess we can do? There's now three movies that we haven't talked about. Sure. Because uh, Perfect Days uh, was one of those last four, but did win an award. That was. Uh, I guess if we go back to the the screen grid, that's. <laughs> Right, you at a 2.9, right. so did quite well, yeah. uh, behind only uh, Fallen Leaves at 3.2, and then uh, Anatomy of a Fall in May, December at 3, which May, December not winning, winning right. anything is not necessarily surprising, and it's not the only very well-reviewed movie that didn't win anything, uh, as we'll get to in a second, but uh, it is a little, like... It's nice to, when you can see Todd Haynes get his flowers, and it's too bad that didn't happen. But, uh, you know, we'll see it before long. Um, sure. So I guess the uh, the lowest of the three movies that we haven't gotten to, uh, not the lowest in the festival, There's because uh, there's several, a number of sure. movies below a two. Uh, but at 2.1, The Old Oak. Not a banner year for Ken Loach. In his Uh, last. He he says, but I think he's maybe said it before. Sure. Um, It it is like, (laughs) it it seemed like it was like an exaggerated version of 
the reactions Ken Loach movies get. Like, I did see some, like, oh, this is so beautiful and wonderful. And I saw, like, more than usual people being like, this is a huge fucking piece of shit. Uh, right. It was just like... a real, like, Ken Loach made a Ken Loach movie sort of reaction. <laughs> like... Yeah, but, like, <laughs> definitely, like, people being like, this is his worst movie. Uh, I think Justin Chang did a, a piece for the LA Times where... He uh, ranked all 21 movies in competition. Uh, he is on this grid, uh, so yeah. contributing to this low score, uh, and had it at the bottom. It is his only X on this whole, uh, or no. Uh, yes, I was looking at the columns. Yes, it is his only X. Um, wow. Yeah. And the, you know, the, the but there are like, it's a lot. It, you do like look at it, and it's it's mostly just a lot of twos, um, and then a few things moving it up or down a little bit. Sure. Um, moving um. up to a two point three, one that I think maybe was a little more like genuinely divisive, but not surprisingly. Mm -hmm. uh, also in line with what you would expect from this director, uh, Catherine Brayat's last summer which does also just sound like she made another Catherine Brayat movie. It's funny that they put it in competition. She hasn't been in competition in a long time. Uh, you know, like, there are... Not that there aren't also French directors in competition who maybe even less needed to be in competition, but, like, it is strange that, like, Robin Campillo's movie is out in France and has gotten very good reviews. Um, yeah. I assume what happened is that it didn't get into competition. They offered him Cannes premiere and the him or the distributor said no. And then Directors Fortnite wasn't interested because they're not interested anymore. And it was just like, all right, I guess we're just coming out. Um, but yeah, you know meant several French movies that got a, a significantly worse reception. Uh, but yeah, yeah. this uh, I, it sounds interesting. I still have not uh, acquainted myself with Brayat. It's on the to-do list before whenever I get a chance to see yeah. this movie. Who knows? I've only seen... We'll say this was was a interesting one to for me to acquaint myself with. It's right. I imagine it's an interesting uh -huh. first one for her. Yeah, where at 50 minutes in, I was like, is this terrible? And then by the end, I was like, this might be really good. Uh, with Anatomy of a Fall, I think it is an interesting movie about a female abuser. And, uh -huh. but it, yeah. in, a, in an extremely bracing way. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Brayat. Um, I've only seen a few, but I really... Um, this was like 2021, I think. Criterion Channel had like... Uh, we have a lot of... Cat Katrin, uh, you know, Brayot movies, and, uh, -huh. uh, I think I watched, um, uh, Bluebeard and Fat Girl, um, and Bluebeard I really, really love, um, mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, I there's mean, a lot of hers that I need to see, obviously. It's a, it's a movie where a lot. three minutes in, a 50-year-old woman looks at a 17-year-old boy without a shirt on, and then you're just like, uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Boy do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should watch Fat Girl. It's pretty intense. <laughs> that's the impression I get of all of them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the highest of the movies uh, that 
we haven't talked about not that we haven't yeah. talked to and that didn't win an award also at a 2.9 so tied with perfect days uh is la chimera alicia warbacher's sure. film me and cullen's prediction to win the palm right it is interesting looking at uh this grid and maybe this was already my impression but it is a more divisive movie than i would expect from warwalker like there are ones uh a couple on this grid uh and i know you saw it emilio and did not really respond to it yeah i mean that is how what i would describe my feelings as where it was just like this is pretty but at the end i'm just like this didn't do a lot for me like mm-hmm. it is sort of reaching for a magic like on I'm, like sort of similar to happy as lazaro which we talked mm-hmm. about on this podcast where it, yeah. it is it has a lot of similarities to it where it's like i guess you need to watch the wonders now just to see like if that's her own thing where it's like sort of a yeah. blank slate protagonist kind of like magical realism that you sort of uh the wonders as i remember the protagonist it's it's more it's even more ensemble but yeah. also even more just like kids yeah it's uh, like about the children of the family yeah yeah so um, it's like uh josh o'connor basically plays this guy who has he's like an english guy who's like living in italy he like, sort of is getting out of prison towards the beginning and goes back to this village where he used to live in Italy. And he has the power to sort of, he is like sort of a human dowsing rod where he can sort of sense where there are like graves and artifacts below uh-huh. him. So him and this band of merry Italian fellows go and try and look for buried treasure and like buried graves and sell that stuff off so they can live a happy little life and eventually mm-hmm. conflicts start to arise mm-hmm. as he starts thinking of like hmm, maybe we shouldn't be robbing graves maybe that's bad vibes uh-huh uh-huh yeah i know i saw it's funny that josh o'connor is just playing an italian guy i saw someone no he is they... he is english oh he's he, english okay they refer to him as the english as the englishman but he basically only speaks italian only... The entire okay so that was what i was seeing is that there are I saw someone say there are several performances in which uh, someone is speaking not their primary language. I know one of them is, I guess, uh, Huller and Arno speaking yeah, a lot of, of English in Anatomy of a Fall. I feel like oh yeah, Anatomy of a Fall. Excuse me. I feel like there's maybe even another one that I'm not seeing. Looking at this list of movies, maybe it was something that wasn't in competition. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe. Because, like, yeah, I mean, Huller is interesting because that movie is partially, like, part of its drama is, like, she didn't, is that that character didn't bother to learn French well enough to sort of <laughs> acclimate to her, to her circumstances. That's funny. Um, mm-hmm. Just for a little bit of interest, I did look up the 2018 jury grid, and Happy as Lazaro was at a 2.9 with some ones and some twos in there. So. Okay, so yeah. it. <laughs> Maybe maybe she just yeah, is like rockers, never though. gonna have yeah. that like gets everyone on board. Yeah, I it's mean crazy. her thing is just so like specific and whimsical. Yeah. It's like sort of the class thing where it's like if the, if the magic works for you, then you're gonna love it, and if it's not, yeah. then you're gonna find it a little annoying. What yeah. a year! Under the silver like in competition, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, what a one of Terry's few wins. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> his legacy will go down as the guy who finally gave David Robert Mitchell a shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's a fun year. Burning with a three point eight. That's huge. And then it sure. won the Everyone Brie, right? That movie. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's the highest score ever on one of these grids. Oh, yeah. Shoplifters with a 3.2 and Blanchett gave it the dub. Mm-hmm. It's a strong year. Yeah, Burning, of course, <laughs> won nothing. So that that certainly was uh, we didn't listen to the press here. Uh, but, yeah, this, uh, I think, as I already said, feels like feels from the outside like a strong can i saw some people pushing back who were there and saying like no this feels like okay uh which is interesting i I don't know what would have caused that uh i think it is uh like if mentioning that 2018 one and you're like I liked a lot of the movies I saw. I thought it was a much better can than last year. I would probably take like four of the movies on that 2018 over basically uh, anything sure, I saw. Yeah, so sure. it is like, to me, it's, it is like last year cans was like a lot of like mid. It was just like a lot of like stuff. And there was some good stuff. Wow. There was some good mid and there's some like all right mid and there's some bad mid. And this one is like, I think a little better than that where it's just like there, there were a consistent amount of pretty good movies. Sure, mm-hmm. but there's still not like the masterpieces, there's, at least yeah. that you saw. There's nothing that maybe if I had seen Sone of Interest, maybe if I had seen uh, Fallen Leaves, maybe I would feel a little differently. But I, for sure. the most part, there were just a lot of movies where it's like, for the most part, I would say, except for the Nanny Moretti, which was like an ungodly piece of shit, <laughs> I'd say I basically liked to thought everything I saw was like pretty interesting. So I had a good time there. Yeah. But I, there's nothing where I'm like heading home being like, people need to fucking watch this as a masterpiece uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. i guess i also didn't yeah. see like killers of the flower moon but we are well, really sure, talking yeah, about movies yeah. like that when we're talking okay, about yeah. this right yeah i mean we uh you know we'll see like in some ways i agree with people about last year and that there still is just last year of like years at which i in which i've been paying attention this is like by far the lowest number of movies in competition that I have seen or have any interest in seeing. Sure, yeah. Uh, but several of the ones that I did see are extremely good. Yeah, we got uh, Stars at Noon. Yeah, Crimes of the Future. Yeah. Crimes of the uh, Future. Do I think Crimes of the Future is better than anything I saw last Armageddon year? Time, I yeah, really Armageddon love. Time. Armageddon Time was the standout from last year. Um, yeah. I need to see Pacifiction again. I need to see Pacifiction for real. <laughs> it's it's out there now for real. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, I've had it for a while. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I gotta see showing up still. Oh, I mean, that's yeah, true. I that, that, that was yeah, that movie that is, is the best. Well, yeah. so show, showing up, yeah. I guess, is like this year's that movie, that equivalent movie would be like a mirror where it sort of it was like the late. Right. Competition right. premiere, so there it was just like a lot of yeah, people. People had left. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, but yeah, I mean, that movie is certainly the best movie that was in competition that I've seen, and also uh, one of the better movies that came out last year. And 
some or came out is not the right word. Yeah. It still has barely came out. Uh, yeah, but... it's crazy that uh, a whole nother can has passed, and I've not been able to see it. Yeah. Yeah. And right, they did a release. It didn't play anywhere near me. It didn't seem to indicate that it was ever going to play anywhere near me. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, they um... also have. It, what it's been almost two months and there seems to be no indication i got the trailer a couple release. times too i think i don't know what's going on yeah i don't know frustrating well, i was gonna say i think maybe there are a couple of sidebar things that i think people may like sure people maybe will discover to be like oh that maybe that was a masterpiece and they're always there's certainly there's always some, yes, yeah. i mean maybe we can I think we can maybe do a little more, a little more sidebar talk next week when sure. I have hopefully, and maybe all of us have seen a few things. Yeah. Uh, there definitely is like, it felt like there were some breakouts. I think Uncertain Regard maybe didn't have the like, return to soul, like this is going to be big like last sure. year, but there is sure. definitely some stuff there. There's uh uh the delinquents uh which i am part of the way through watching uh, and we'll talk more about next week but that movie's like really really good and i i had already heard really good things about but is in a uh different zone of like it's not gonna be a crossover hit uh it is it's funny looking uh we can link to uh a friend of the show cj prince's Substack where he keeps track of uh what movies have gotten North American distribution, but it is funny looking at Uncertain Regard that so far it is movie or nothing. They've picked up three movies, everyone else zero. Uh, Which is that movie, and then How to Have Sex, which Which won won the award, uh, and The Settlers, which I've also heard very good things about. uh, And uh, won the uh, Prize. Yes. Um, This, I think... This is maybe a bold prediction, but I feel like movie could break the neon streak. I, they're on such an upward yeah. trajectory. They, they, had the, they have fallen leaves. So yeah. They were maybe in the... In the mix. In the mix this year. Yes. I. And last year they had decision to leave. That was a little... They got it during or did they get it after? Uh, mm, I can't remember. But yeah, sure, they yeah. definitely, like, they could... They feel like they're approaching that zone, and if especially if Neon is like, all right, we got to actually make some money, move on to bigger <laughs> and better things, certainly leaving a void like that would leave Mubi very well positioned to, uh, to step in. Though, I guess I wonder if, I guess decision to leave isn't that, but I'm wondering if, like, if their thing is almost more like quantity rather than quality, where they're just like... We're just going to get a bunch of stuff. Uh, and Not maybe. to say that they're picking up bad stuff, but I think like if, if their thing is more like, we'd rather get four Unsertarn Regard movies that we think are good than two competition maybe. movies. Maybe, but they are <laughs> also like getting, it seems like, consistently like one of the competition sort of highlights. Yeah. I think they're doing both. Yeah. They're establishing a brand. Yeah. Whether they quite make it there, like, maybe they do stay in the zone of, like, oh, they're just picking up stuff that's, like, not quite poppy enough to uh, get that big prize. We'll see. I I agree that that's something I could see happening. It's more likely than, like, all of a sudden A24 starts winning them. 
even though yeah. they, they conceive it, you know, it they came close was probably it. more like, well, it, they came close last, they came, I guess, somehow even closer last year because they had two Grand Prix winners <laughs> instead sure, of yeah. one. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. Uh, director's Fortnite, I think. You that, saw the Hong, Amelia. Well, yeah, you I, saw the Hong. That's the one, and that the is Hong. the one movie there that has been distributed. Sure. Yeah, it uh, you know, it's a Hong Sang Soo movie. It is made up of twenty three shots total. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Uh, I really, I mean, we can't. Talk. He, he's so cool. I gotta it's see certain, the last, it, or not, not I, even the last two, but the last two to have been released in the U.S. Yeah. I'll say re- this about him: like, I'm obviously not the biggest Hong Sang Soo fan in the world. Because I am like mixed on some of some of them, and also because he has a hive so insanely strong that it is would be almost impossible to penetrate at this point. But he, I'll give him credit for, for making a sort of like the kids these days movie that I did not find grating and mostly found pretty charming. Have sure. you seen Introduction? I have not seen Introduction. I think that one's really special and kind of underrated. Um... I feel like but, I and it's, it's more about youth else. as well. It's, it's yeah, um, I that one I kind of skipped over. I guess in front of your face is the recent one that I've seen that is one one of my favorites of his. Yeah, you know, it's all about like bad roommates and losing your cat and like uh yeah, this a guy like a, a guy asking an old poet for advice and the old poet yeah. is just like this guy sucks. Why why, why am I talking to this, <laughs> this guy? This is gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, L- there's a little of... bit of that in the delinquents too that I find fun. Sure. Uh, that I, I guess I'll see how it plays out, but uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that next week. It's and, truly, and I'll have a review of it out. I guess Woman Who Ran is also like this, but it's mm-hmm. like it's truly just like wow, you found two apartments and you're just shooting this movie at two apartments, I, and you're not even getting a lot of mm-hmm. angles on it. It's mostly the same two angles. You should see Walk Up. That's one apartment. Sure, multiple. Guess, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> good cat stuff. There's a classic Hong zoom in on a cat, which is very good. And yeah, I guess we can say up. that uh, Anatomy of the Fall was the first movie to uh, win both the Palm Door and the Palm Dog. I feel like I heard there were oh, sure. a number of strong Palm Dog candidates, but I also feel like I heard about a few other strong cats in this competition. So. Sure. Yeah, there, there a strong st- year there, for animals. There's strong dogs all across the festival, but the Anatomy of a Fall one really puts in a performance. That is, <laughs> it is, is it, it like? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not the spoil. Does but he say rut row raggy? It is like an integral part of the movie. Sure. Is the dog, and so it is sure, a sure, well-deserved sure. win. Um, mm-hmm. I, think, <laughs> I, I think I saw they. The dog itself wasn't there, but they had an identical dog there to receive. That's so fucked up. That's that is because what I have seen is that it was a stand-in for the dog, and I'm like, is it a stand-in that they used in the movie? That's funny that it was just a stand-in. Like they, they, they were just like, go down to the pound and find a dog and find another like border collie. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fucked up. And then Terry's got to take it home. He's got a dog now. Yeah, that'd be... <laughs> Wait, that's how it works? Is Terry just takes ownership of all the Palm Dog winners? No, not the one oh, that the, won the, the Palm. The sure. one that well, they, they had to get the stand. The stand. Yeah, they had to adopt it to take it out of the shelter. Someone's got to take it home now. 
Fuck yeah, stop. I don't remember here. what the other dog. I I guess the other dog I remember being good is in the Aries say. So I don't know if sure, uh, sure. if out of comp. Oh yeah, the palm dog is uh, a cross. Knows no boundaries. Must like yeah. the the queer palm or uh, sure, sure, yeah. sure. The ecumenical the ecumenical prize maybe does have to go to a competition movie, but yeah. Um. Uh, and then you know, Critics Week certainly did not have an after sun. Uh, did yeah. not even really have anything close. I feel like I heard some good things about Tiger Stripes, which yeah. won the top prize there, uh, but not a buzzy Critics Week, which perhaps uh, could have come from not only having Uncertain Regard in the last few years uh, move into their lane a little bit, but now also Director's Fortnite, though they're trying to differentiate a little bit and i will i will save maybe some more uh uh overall thoughts on what director's fortnite looked like this year under julian real just because that is the one where i'm hoping to see a few more things yeah uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say about critics say about critics re- uh, really quickly that i did hear hear some decent things about sleep Okay. Directed by Jason Yu from South Korea. Uh, man, that was just everyone was really tired. <laughs> All the critics were like, I love really, sleep. I didn't even like, know that Michelle Gondry was still making movies. He, he hadn't in a while. <laughs> he, He's back. He made, uh, he made the Jim Carrey Showtime show, Kidding. Uh, well, yeah, course. Kidding. Of course, Kidding. Which, of yeah. course, is no longer on Showtime. But it was one of those, those uh, not enough people watched it, so we just took it <laughs> off the service shows the, oh there was a funny with this new movie i think he was giving an interview with uh pierre Nunet, who's the lead of the movie it's uh him and uh blanche garden of france uh but they they were doing an interview where pierre Nunet was like oh yeah michelle wrote it in english and tried to cast uh the first choice for my role was brad pitt and he was like or leonardo dicaprio and he was like uh, Ganji was like, no, no, no. I tried to get Adam Driver to do it. <laughs> That's funny. And then when I couldn't get him, I uh, went back to France. Uh, but yeah. And there's obviously all the like can premiere special screening stuff. Which is yeah. Just, like, right. Yeah. I yeah, feel like yeah. we, yeah. Yeah, we, we talked, talked about maybe, you know, we, we talked about some, I feel like, can premiere a decent bit uh, last yeah. week where we were just uh, going through Frimo hijinks. Yeah. Yeah. The Every Say movie is pretty good. I talked about last week. That's a movie where I can see seeing it again and thinking it's a masterpiece. I was just mm-hmm. like in a weird headspace when I saw it, but <laughs> it's uh, really good. There's some really good stuff in there. Yeah, I've heard I mean... great things about Eureka. Yeah, sure. I'm, I mean, very, yeah. Alonzo's like another. I need to check this guy out. Director, yeah. um, the Pedro Costa short. I feel like I heard really good things about. Uh, that it's like a different thing from him. It's I don't know if it is a musical, but it is musicy, and it. I think he also said is sort of a uh, a test for maybe a feature. Uh, but that I heard really strong things about. Uh, the other Vim Vendors movie is another one of his uh, 3D artist documentaries. This sure. one about a sculptor and painter, uh, Anselm, that sounds really cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw, I've seen uh, Pina. Uh, uh-huh. And, but I did not see it in 3D. And uh-huh. I, ma- I mean, 
I imagine something like that would be. Yeah. Um, he is. He, he gave a cool interview with Blake Williams, who is a critic, but also works as a filmmaker in 3D, where he was talking about, like, I'm really frustrated that 3D is going away because people were only using it for, like, big spectacle, when yes. I think there's really cool stuff to be done with it in mm-hmm. uh, smaller spaces. Like, he was saying, like, I'm trying to get this movie played and people in like serious theaters are like, no, people will not, our audience will not come to see a movie that says it's in 3D. That's ridiculous. Uh, it's I mean, bad. you think about like, um, you know, uh, Long Day's Journey Into Night yeah. or like or, I mean, any of the Godard movies. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, it's just Goodbye to Language, but yeah, Goodbye to Language sure. remains one of the like craziest experiences I've had in a theater. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, all of those docs and special screenings, I feel like, did pretty well. Um, the Occupied Steve McQueen City, one? Yeah. Yeah. Steve McQueen, which A24 has. Uh, and it's long, right? Yeah, it's, re- it's like four hours. It's like hours. four hours, it's, yeah. Uh, it's based on a book that his partner wrote, uh, who she also, uh, Bianca Steger, who directed Three Minutes, a lengthening a couple of years sure. ago, which I heard was interesting. And I think she maybe narrates it. Uh, and then the Kleber Mendonca Filio documentary, I didn't hear a ton about. I don't think many people saw it, but most of the reactions I heard about that were also that it's quite strong. Uh, um, the Motivar short was like weird. Apparently, I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't hear much about that. It's Sony Pictures right. Classics. Well, you know that'll be sure. viewable eventually. Yeah, yeah. I guess one was... being also had a second movie. That one sounds interesting. Did Sony Pictures? Did they also have? Uh, what was it the human voice? What was that yeah, the Tilda short? They so. did, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that got like a decent little yeah, online post or whatever. Yeah. yeah, um, it it there was some talk I think of him being like maybe I'll make a feature or whatever, but I don't think that was serious. I don't know. He he no he like I is plant Almodovar is I mean he almost did the thing with Blanchett that isn't right. happening. He's making an right. English language movie at some yeah. point soon. Oh, yes. But I don't he think has, it's going to be this short. He has plan- oh, I don't think it has anything to do with this short. He has said no. he was hoping to maybe shoot it later this year, but he has two specific actresses in mind who want to do it but are busy, and they're planning on doing it next spring. Sure. Uh, he will not say who. He does keep dropping hints, uh, and people are getting frustrated trying to He's guess. really funny. I like yeah. him a lot when he does that sort of thing. Yeah, it sounds... That- I think what he has said is that I think one of them is British and one of them is American. One, I think the one of them had a movie that was at Cannes this year, uh, and they're not like super. They're they're like busy, uh, in demand actors, but they're not like super Hollywoody actors. So we'll see what that means at some point. And I think there's also a third lead that's a guy. Sure. Uh, who, you know, maybe that's just Pascal or Ethan Hawke. Certainly the, the British actor could just be Tilda. Uh, but yeah, curious to see who he wants to work with. And yeah, yeah I think it's set in New York. So that'll be sure. fun. Yeah. But yeah, maybe that's uh, maybe that's all for this week. Yeah. You know, it was a... It... I think can it was happen. it was yeah. a fun fun can to hear about. I think yeah. there it did seem like there was a lot of exciting stuff. 
Um, yeah. Do we want to just say what movie we're going to talk about next week, along with maybe wrapping up some canned stuff so people can uh, sure. watch it? Sure, Yeah, so next week we will, uh, in honor of the Palme d'Or winner, we'll be talking about uh, Justine Trier's previous film, Sybil, uh, which none of us have seen, right? No. Which no. was like, that was a weird can reception where like, I maybe said this on the podcast already, but I feel like at when the festival is happening, my impression was just like, oh, this is just another French movie that didn't need to be in competition. <laughs> and then that like maybe some of the French people like, but no one else likes. And then when it, I think it was maybe in the main slate at New York, it played TIFF and I, people started being like, oh no, this one's really good. Uh, and it sounds like it's different. It's more of a comedy. Uh, Hulu's got a supporting role in it. Virginia Fear is the lead. Adele Xarpolis is also in it. So right. looking Gaspar forward Gugliel. to seeing that in the next week. And you all should be looking forward to hearing us talk about it. Um, Do we want to do special presentations? Yeah. Yeah. Anyone have a good one to start? Well, I guess this just happened right now. But uh, gonna pour one out for Rarbiga. I know, yeah, Rarbg. Um, <laughs> it's so fucked. Uh, Good riddance to yeah. bad rubbish. Fuck yeah, you. Man. Truly, yeah. among the better places to find weird European movies that don't get a lot of show or shine this way, and sure. you know. Um, yeah, if, if, if you don't have a KG invite, <laughs> I was gonna say if that, I I'm not on that, but if you're look if, if that's specifically what you're looking for, uh, let me know. But it's yeah. also a great spot to find <laughs> under two gig <laughs> 2023 releases <laughs> that I can download <laughs> that I can watch quickly without having to uh, you know sign into Netflix. <laughs> but RIP, all right, truly. Uh, um, I just watched Fight Club this weekend again for the first time in probably ten years. That movie is so fucking stupid. Uh, <laughs> it really is so funny. Yeah, I really, I really like that movie still. Yeah, um, I feel like Fight Club is a movie where like every three years I will watch the first forty minutes of Fight Club <laughs> and sure. I'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, this is still Fight Club. And it, I, yeah, I don't, I don't is... dislike that movie, but, but I, it doesn't I'm really I... go anywhere particularly exciting after the first yeah. forty minutes, and it is long. It's so long. <laughs> it's really, it is like it's, it's really such a silly long. movie. Yeah. yeah, it's so funny. Think, yeah, it's not even I, I I don't dislike. It. I think it's pretty good, but I do think it's like I watch the first forty minutes and I get everything I need out of it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 It yeah. yeah. It's like I don't care about Project Mayhem. Movies, it's your favorite Fincher. It might be. It's. That's crazy. I mean, I think it's that or Gone Girl. Sure, yeah. yeah. Gone Girl, the movie I have most meant to rewatch out of any movie ever. Gone that's Girl, great... that's the one for me is where good. I'm like, I'll just watch the beginning and be like, it, eh, sure. all right. I, you know, that, that obviously me, does have plenty of twists. and uh, yeah. but It's yeah, such for, a, I mean, yeah, it's a great movie to watch. For, yeah, for me, I'm just like, I want to rewatch Gone Girl. I remember liking it a lot, but it's, I only saw it in theaters, so it, it begs a right. rewatch. And then I just never get around to it, but it, I really should. <laughs> I've seen yeah. it like three times at this point. I've, I talked about it on uh, Past the Golden Popcorn. Uh, I've probably seen a couple it a couple months ago. I may have seen it almost double digits. 
I saw wow. it in theaters. It was one that I like bought on iTunes. So I, I do. I own it, it on a, iTunes. A lot. Yeah, it's it's a good one um, to have. Like on before there, the Blu-ray came out, yeah. I got the Blu-ray. It's a great one to watch. Um, yeah, I mean the ending of Fight Club is so uh, when they <laughs> play "Where's My Mind," I was like, yeah, it's so funny." It's, it's funny just that, perfect. It's funny <laughs> they really that, like a solid half hour before the twist. There is a scene in which Ed Norton cartoonishly beats himself up. Yes, yes. And then it just waits thirty minutes. There's also um, a scene where he talks to a CGI penguin in a yeah. snow cave. It's just so. It's such a silly movie. Yeah. Uh, Benjamin Button is my favorite. If we're going around the horn sure, talking about Fincher, seen that one. It's. I mean. It's such I mean, a it's the opposite zone. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's a very uh, earnest movie. Um, and yeah. you have a presentation. Fight Club or, is or... maybe one. Fight Club is maybe one of the most sarcastic movies ever made. <laughs> it really is like a it Calvin like, pissing decal of a movie. I am, like, watching it, I am like, I wonder if I'm laughing at or with Fincher, because obviously I'm laughing at Palinick. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> That guy's I mean, so crazy. It's funny. We just—I um, think Fincher thinks it's funny, but he also is like—he's a little like MTV fucker at the time. Like, right. this is rock and roll. We're being stinkers. Yeah, I don't know if he has a, a good handle on exactly why it's as funny as it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe because I, I do feel. I guess if like you were to draw the line between Fight Club and Gone Girl, I'm just like I think this is what he thought was funny in 1999 and this is what he thought was funny in 2013. Like, yeah. In 1999, it's like, corporations are so stupid. We're all (laughs) buying Ikea and then in 2014, it's like, Ben Affleck is hilarious. (laughs) It's fun to see him struggle. (laughs) What if this guy just really had it handed to him? (laughs) Yeah. Um... I guess I'll I'll say um, I I read this month uh, George Eliot's Middlemarch and I finished it and it's great it's uh it's really incredible <laughs> the coda at, or like the there's like a finale um, at the end of the uh, at the end of the book and it is just like here's what happened to all of the characters that you care about and the, the way that Eliot like will I don't want to say editorialize because that's maybe the wrong word. But a lot of the time she'll be like, and this character is crying, and I'm really sorry to say that. And it is like on a as like a examination of like life at this time rather than something like more uh serious than that. And it it, it it's so funny throughout. Um and like the the care that she has for all of the characters is like just you know, pouring out of the page. It's really uh it's really wonderful. Andy, um, I've sort of been waffling between a few things, so I, that's why you know, I haven't jumped in to do it. Uh, I guess I'll say, yeah. Um, I saw you hurt my feelings on yeah, on Monday, I the new Nicole Hall really Center fun. movie. I think it's really good. I think the like this like the centerpiece like climax scene I think is like really really excellent and like interesting and like the I I like. Her discussion with like it's, it builds to a discussion uh-huh. with like her son and her husband, and it sort of like right. spills out into a bunch of different stuff. And it like it is just like dealing with like a lot of like interesting stuff of like what do we want out of our relationships with other people, and like what is the social contract with like the people you love, and and all that sort of stuff. I think it's just like it's really like it really 
is dealing in some like rich tricky stuff and it yeah. like suitably like doesn't come down on any easy answer or anything yes. like i think it's just like it's really content to like be like what this is like you can it's just like a thing like it's like this is clearly on nicole hall center's mind that like she's like what do i want what do i want out of a feedback process like when i'm yeah and like that's like such an interesting thing it is interesting from that perspective it is not being a big hall of center fan it is my favorite of the ones that i see and i do still have some qualms there are things about that sort of centerpiece climax scene that i really like and parts of it that feel a little uninteresting to me and i generally i think find julia louis dreyfus and tobias menzies like their relationship at least to be the least interesting part of the movie uh but it's really funny and there's a lot of other stuff that i do really like uh the stuff with their son, I think, is really interesting. And then uh, Michaela Watkins and Ari and Mayed are also Yeah, really Michaela great. Watkins is great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the way she holds lamps is really funny. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, Tobias Menzies' stuff with his clients is really, really funny. Um, mm-hmm. They, I guess David Cross and Amber Tamblin must have replaced Bill Camp and Elizabeth Marvel. Cause I feel yes, because like, they got yeah. special thanks in the credits. Okay, um, and I had heard that they... I remember when the cast got announced, they were part of it. And then was like, oh, they never showed up, but... They're really, really funny. Zach Cherry is also one of his clients and is really funny. The um the other the other name yeah, Zach Cherry's great. The other names that popped out in the special thanks to me were um Mike White and uh Ben Affleck. <laughs> That's funny. Their friends from the last uh, you know. Yeah, probably uh she maybe went to Ben Affleck for uh to get feedback on her script and uh hopefully right. he told her the truth. I believe the the joke I made when Annie told me this was that uh, having not seen the movie, <laughs> that uh, just it is based on uh, Jennifer Garner reading the Live by Night script. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a great cameo at the end. Yeah, Jesse Jesse's a little more excited about this cameo than I am, <laughs> but funny. I do think it's a good bit. Um, yeah, it's a great bit. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, good stuff. Uh-huh. Well worth seeing. Uh, it's A twenty four is like actually distributing it, unlike showing they up. They are. So it, <laughs> is, uh, it was it playing at both the art house and uh, yeah. Regal here. Like we walked yep. out and we're like, oh, it's here too. Yeah. I do. <laughs> before we wrap up, have some actual breaking news, which Whoa. is that uh, Janice Films and Sideshow have bought uh, about dry grasses. Okay. So we now. Have so we'll get a little Criterion to... Channel debut. <laughs> yep, they. Uh, I guess no, those movies are no longer getting Criterion releases because they did sure. their whatever like Janice contemporaries. Uh, yeah, right. But yeah. it'll be on the but... on the on the streaming site probably. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. those yeah. movies get a little a more of a release than yeah, some of yeah. those specialty distributors. Uh, Eight Mountains, which was a Cannes competition movie, is. Uh, they waited the year on it, and it's still mm-hmm. rolling out, and that was a little slower, but certainly... It was slower, like, but EO... I heard people, like, actually, like, go out and watch it. And see yeah, it I, I like... had a week window or where I could have seen it here and missed it, partially because I still am like, that movie sounds okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know, like, EO played at AFI, 
at least once a day for a solid month, I think. Which yeah, is yeah. Cra- I guess part of it's like, oh, it's, it's 80 movie. minutes, we'll just yeah. slot EO in once a day again. But Yeah, uh, I guess it's, uh, what, how long is uh, the jail on again? Like three and a half hours? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it might have a little harder time. Yeah. You know. Obviously, yeah. you know. Yeah, eight uh, miles. Drive, dr- long drive my car became right. sure. Right. Yeah, that, yeah, level that was also right, the critical well movie of the year. So yeah, 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 for sure. They're doing but, you well. know. Dan has also like got a yeah. solid release. So yeah, yeah. You know, hopefully we see this. Hopefully they. I don't know. I always like to say shorten up that window between uh, festival and actual release. Though I'm sure they've got to wait for festivals and then see if they can shove this in in november december if something else pops up and they gotta wait till early next year but yeah i feel like i guess it's maybe like a big blockbuster saying this is too late to be having these discussions in this podcast but i do wonder just always i'm like just throw it out in summer there'll be some specialty <laughs> theater out there who just like needs stuff i mean like they're, that. they're trying to do it there's people trying to do that. We got both sides of the bleed in the summer last year. We're getting uh, the pet sold this year. It's happening a little. Rotor Himmel. Rotor Himmel, of course. Um. Well, I think with that. Yeah. If you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, you could do so at Can I Kick It? Or if you want to follow us on Instagram or Letterboxd, we're at CIKI Pod. Um, you can. Email Where were those us. TikToks, Emilio? We <laughs> yeah. never got into that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have, you know, it was a lot of chaos happening. Did it ever cross your mind to think it did about for a second? <laughs> okay, <laughs> and you were like, "Oh, I don't have TikTok downloaded." Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I would need to download the TikTok app, sign in, r- sign in to our account. <laughs> Then figure out how TikTok works. (laughs) I mean, I have a vague idea, but it would be like record a TikTok, then find somewhere with internet, I guess again, to post the TikTok. Right. (laughs) We'll Um, do TikToks during TIFF. Yeah, Yeah. TIFF talk. Um, Mm If there's it, any, if we ever are in a place like if we ever do like New York or whatever, where I just have phone data and can <laughs> po- reliably post a TikTok just from the street, I'll post TikToks. Um, sure. and all those will be at Can I Ticket? <laughs> um, <laughs> you can email us questions or comments at Can I Kick It at Please. gmail.com. Um, Can I Kick It Pod at gmail.com. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, if you want to. Uh, contribute any money to us, you can do so at ko-fi.com slash canicannesi. Maybe we'll do a big also, push please. this summer. Yeah, for, uh, right. We, we need to just have a discussion about uh, We'll do a tri-month, I think, is the idea. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, our theme song is by Tree Related, who's on Spotify and SoundCloud at Tree Related. Every year when Can Happens... The Monica Bellucci vid goes around, and I'm like, that's our theme song. It's true. Um, Loach. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, if you want to follow any of us on Twitter, I'm at Clatchley. Andy's Andy T. Germ. Jesse is JCP Glick Weber with two Bs. And Emilio is I'm Laugh Alone. I I don't want to keep us going, but Emilio, how much money would someone have to donate for you to ask Tree Related to cut my win out of our theme song? (laughs) 
And with that, I will release our audience. Bye. Bye.